How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Drew Estate Cigar Studios for episode number 146 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for watching us live on Facebook, live on YouTube, and for those of you watching after, sorry, for those of you listening after the fact on the audio podcast, thank you so much for making How About That Cigar a part of your regular audio podcast rotation and of course we are always in the drew estate cigar studios and let's talk about the beautiful new acid 20 connecticut mm -hmm. a smooth mellow sweet and aromatic acid 20 connecticut toro which features a stately connecticut shade wrapper flavorful indonesian binder and bold nicaraguan filler tobaccos resulting in an extraordinary and exceptional smoking experience acid 20 connecticut is a 6x54 toro all chromed out in 20 count boxes with an msrp of ten dollars and 75 cents per cigar they will be available to all premium tobacco retailers beginning at the tobacco plus expo in las vegas which just happened a few weeks ago for more info, please visit DrewEstate.com. So, we're back in the studio. It's still cold. Happy Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. Here's an important reminder. So, if you guys are watching us live on Facebook or YouTube right now, thank you so much, of course, for doing that. If you have a significant other, and if you forgot that today is Valentine's Day and... You haven't already had your dinner or dancing or drinks or night away at a hotel or whatever it is you do to celebrate Valentine's Day. Um, this is a PSA for you to stop watching the show right now. You can watch it later on rebroadcast mm -hmm. and go and take care of Valentine's Day because you forgot. So all is not lost. It's not too late. So stop watching the show right now and go and take care of Valentine's Day. If you already did, yeah, and Justin's like, I'm out of here. If you already had your Valentine's Day fun, congratulations. That's awesome. Tonight, we're going to do some cool Valentine's Day-themed pairings on the mm -hmm. show. Um, Real quick, I just want to give a, a shout-out to our guy, Chad. So, Chad, that you guys see in our comments quite a bit, <clears throat> I went and I looked at his dojo profile. Do you know that dude is like an 11th degree black boat black belt in the dojo verse? Oh yeah. Yeah. Chad Chad is legit. He is so Chad, I just want to thank you for supporting a lot of the media and it means a lot for someone like you to to come here every week and you're just a rock star. Thanks for being a part of the show, brother. Rock and roll, brother. So uh, Valentine's Day paired, uh, Valentine's Day themed pairings. Uh, and before we get into the pairing, these guys are sitting around me smoking cigars and I'm sitting here like, why am I not smoking a cigar? And that's because I haven't lit up my cigar yet. So let's mm. get to our evening, our weekly toast cam that I'm going to have Garrett tell mm -hmm. you about right now. When lighting your cigar, it is important to be patient, pay close attention to detail and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra-premium cigars of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for. From Sober Mesa to Umbagog, Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com 
to learn more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. And, be- and because I did not pay close attention <laughs> like Steve Saka does. When I sat up, I yeah, well, I'm not going to show the side of my cigar what, what I just did to it. It'll it's be fine. Funny. It'll be fine. Anyway, uh, so congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, who Matt won? Stafford. Who won the Super Bowl last night against the Cincinnati Bengals? It was as a football fan, somebody who's a fan of the game. It was a great game to watch. Uh, a lot of fun, uh, close game. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it, we expected to have a bigger crowd in the cigar shop. Good grief! We're, all, all our local folks, what, what's up? Why what are you happened? guys? Why you guys not come out to the cigar shop last night? Yeah, uh, it was empty, and I'm just my day totally got weird and i had the time wrong of when the super bowl was and i was like i should get to the shop early so i'll get there around you know 5 30 or so blah blah blah. i got there a little after 5 30 and you guys are and i'm watching the game i'm like what wait yeah what what it was just yeah it was not not a big crowd so uh andrew to answer your question i am smoking the perla del mar shade and the camera as it is supposed to do, is focusing on my face instead of the cigar. Is it though? There we go. Kind of the Perla Del Mar. Oh. It's still got Garrett's face. There we go. Anyway, it's the Perla Del Mar shade from from J.C. Newman. Maybe if you just there's and Garrett is smoking the Diamond Crown Maximus, also from J.C. Newman. Fuente Pussy Juice, perfect. <laughs> Uh, I'll have to pick some of those up. I've never had one. I don't think I've ever had one. I've had a few of the the sort of more super, yeah. super ultra rare. rare. I've had a few, but I don't know like the, the code name for yeah. a few of those that I've had. Um, uh, and also, uh, just sports-wise, uh, the Wild are still... You know, they won on Saturday. Suck it, Gatormsons. <laughs> and they play again tomorrow. Um, but then they've got a long run where they, they really don't have time off anymore unless they have more COVID-related postponements. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm going to fire. <clears throat> yeah, I'm good. I'm going to uh, open up. So one one of the things that is commonly, a you know, a beverage that has had uh, on uh, I almost said Thanksgiving. <laughs> One of the beverages that is commonly had on Valentine's Day is uh, champagne or some form of sparkling wine. So I'm going to open up some it. of that right now. Saber it. I'm not going to saber it. Oh, man. I'm not going to saber it. And I'm also not going to let the cork go flying everywhere. Ooh. So there's a nice little. Uh... There we go. Well done. Um, nice little fog coming out of the bottle there. Uh, very bubbly. Um, so, <laughs> oh, Andrew says wild up three to two right now. I yeah. thought they weren't playing tonight. I thought they played tomorrow. Nope, they played tonight. Um, and I want to know. So, we looked at the numbers. If if you go back to before the NFL season started last year, if you uh, bet on the Bengals to win yeah. the Super Bowl, the odds were 15,000 to one. So for those of you 
who placed that bet in uh, in August or in July of 2021, then uh, uh, cheers to you because I, I couldn't have made that bet. What are you doing? Well, you playing Angry Angry Birds yep. or Clash of Birds or Clash of Birds, birds of Angry Clans or yeah. whatever it is? Well, the Facebook stream, I can't get. It. If, I think we're still live on Facebook. If we're not, then, well, I suppose you wouldn't be able to comment. I think we're still live. There's nothing indicating that we're not still live. Yeah, I know. The show ended on me. Yeah, we're live. It's all good. And then I go to click back on it on my phone. Well, we're going to um, get into our main segment okay. where we're going to, we've got chocolates, all the stuff you do at Valentine's Day. We've got some champagne. We've got some chocolates. So we're going to pair some cigars with some chocolates. we got a bunch of varieties and stuff. So as always, our main segment of the show is brought to us by our friends at Corona Cigar Company. Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borshowitz believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit CoronaCigar.com and FloridaSungrown.com. I've had right. caffeine. <laughs> I've had caffeine. <laughs> yeah, Garrett showed up at the house um, pretty much speaking in colors. and I had caffeine. Yeah, a lot of caffeine. All the caffeine. Suddenly I had super two loud. espressos and... A uh, short amount of time, and it's been a long, long time since I've done that. Because uh, if anybody knew that a uh, year and a half ago, I had a heart ablation to take care of some uh, wiring issues in my heart. wasn't life threatening, but it was annoying. Because of that condition, I wasn't able to do much caffeine at all. And but now I can, and every once in a while, I'll juice it a bit, and it's it's I'm riding the lightning today, I'm riding the lightning, riding the lightning. It's fun. So for Valentine's Day, it's very common that you see something like what I hold right here. Mm -hmm. So this is a this is a Whitman sampler. I mean, it's this is probably one of the most popular chocolate samplers, you know, in the world. And this is, you know, of course, the, you know, the nice Valentine themed packaging for that. So we're just going to we're going to break this open. We've also got a a selection of (coughs) I keep (coughs) getting getting that. Uh, excuse me, Godiva, uh, 72%. Luciano, don't bring facts into this. I, we don't, <laughs> when does, when do it's, facts matter? Yeah. The darker, the roast, the That's less caffeine. True, and I know that, uh, maybe it's psychosomatic. And I've got some, uh, classic, uh, lint white chocolate. It's not chocolate, which is not chocolate, but we're not going to get into that. And then we have classic lint milk chocolate. Uh, and then Something a little different, a little interesting. Mm. 
Uh, this is from, I don't know how to say it, Chuao. Chow. So it's called Firecracker, and it is chocolate with sea salt, a dash of chipotle, and popping candy crackle. So I have no clue what to expect from this. Uh, but we also have the sampler that we're going to open up right now and uh, try try a few things. Should we do it blind where you don't know which chocolate you're getting or 100%. do you want to select from the... No, no, no. I like uh, because that way you are completely... F- yeah. No, Although no, no. I do- will say with the Whitman sampler, it's pretty hard to... Because, uh, I mean, if you've ever had a Whitman sampler, you pretty much know based on the shape what they all are, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All well, right. it's been a while, so select, I don't select know. away. Um, I'm going to take this, Justin. All right, J- Justin so chose I, wisely. I'm just so, going to say that. Oh, Luciano, no, I haven't. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Nicaraguan chocolate. I am not a fan. I I love Nicaraguan coffee. Well, some Nicaraguan. I, I coffee is like. I mean, you can get good or bad coffee from anywhere but there are some nicaraguan blends of coffee that i've absolutely loved so let me i, I want to ask especially luciano and skip martin who are watching do you get the best pairing do you go cigar first or chocolate first or whatever you're pairing with the beverage or what order do you do it in because i'm going to do chocolate first and then i'm going to hit the cigar and then maybe I'll do the opposite. Yeah, and, uh, and then we've see. got other cigars to try. And which, r- remind us, Garrett, what are you smoking? The Maximus. The Diamond Crown Maximus. Which is definitely bolder than the uh, the, the PDM, the Perla Del Mar shade. Because the Maximus has a Sumatra Oscuro wrapper, if I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um. So, and what kind of chocolate did you end up getting from the luck of the draw? Yeah, uh, that was just a milk chocolate with peanuts. All right. Um. So I got uh, dark chocolate with the uh, coconut, which a lot of people hate on coconut. I absolutely love it. Um, and the champagne, I got to try a little champagne too. And this is, this is a, uh, it's not a champagne. It's a, it's a Napa champagne uh it's a napa sparkling wine um right there lick it okay i was like lock it what is <laughs> what does he mean like is there a phrase i don't know okay always in lick that order it, suck it slam it <laughs> always always in that order valentine's day it's, well, it's good to have a guide it's good to, thank yeah. you skip yeah it's good to have a guide Maybe I'll call you later tonight and make sure that I get that order right. <laughs> Are you still in Costa Rica, Skip? Let us know if you're still there. It looks like a cool place. And I'm talking too much as always in my cigars. I know, out. mine did too. So um, I'm going to relight here. So interesting. <clears throat> I'm getting more... No, that that milk chocolate was really light milk chocolate, but I'm actually getting more flavor melding from the peanuts in that last one that I had with this cigar. Luciano says the milk level 
on the chocolate is important. The general coats the tissue and can mask a lot of the, yeah, that makes sense. Um, more sugar, more that dairy coats the palate, coats the tongue. That makes sense. And also the this this one I have with the coconut. The coconut is sort of mixed with a sugary sort of um, syrup or something. And like milk that. chocolate is milk chocolate is mostly an American thing, correct? As far as I know, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. That that sourness that um, with the real milk chocolatey is uh, is pretty unique to the Americas. But uh, like I said, that chocolate almost added nothing to it. And it was more about the, the peanuts in that bite that I had. <laughs> well, the coconut was actually kind of nice with this uh, Connecticut shade. Same thing, though. Milk chocolate on that. No, on it's, that it piece? was dark. Oh, it was. It dark. was dark. Yeah. OK. And, and I noticed it's funny because with the cigar. It's it goes well together. Actually, that that particular chocolate with the champagne, not so good, not such a good combo. It's not bad. It's just because mm -hmm. um, this is more of a dry, um, sparkling wine. So, um, kind of brings out sort of a sour, a sour kick with the, uh, with the chocolate, the coconut. You know, it's interesting. Um, do you remember in Vegas? For the PCA when Luciano came out to the compound and we had part of one cigar and then he had us put that down and go to another cigar. Yeah. That was the first time I'd ever done anything like that. And now that I'm thinking about the situation you've got going on, I've never really thought about pairing multiple items where we've got some chocolate, you've got a beverage and the cigar, the, the kind of trifecta. Have you guys ever tried a trifecta of pairings? And uh, what would what does that look like for you? Well, and we can mix it up a little bit here, too. Because Yeah, we have... I want some dark. No, I want something dark. Um, well, here, let's crack this open. Let's get the good stuff out. While we're doing that, Raul Ramos has a comment. Uh, of course he does. Just wanted to say hi. Appreciate you. I'm spending tonight with the wife. Well, of course, it's Valentine's Day. Thanks. <laughs> I've left my lighter at the cigar shop three times in the last two weeks. Yeah. And then Matt said in a text, <laughs> if he does it again, it's mine. <laughs> so we, uh, there's witnesses. If the, if that lighter, and that's a nice lighter. If that lighter gets left behind at the shop again, I'm taking it home with me. Ooh, cognac, <laughs> chocolate, and cigars. I like that. All right. This is the good stuff. Uh, what is the 72? Godiva 72%. So this is the good stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, get some caffeine now. We'll oh, get, yeah. And, and this is the snappy chocolate. So we're going to have yep. crunching noises in the microphones, the whole bit. Oh, Manchego cheese, Irish whiskey, red breast 12, and a Perdomo 10th anniversary. That sounds that sounds delightful. Fantastic. Okay. I mean, uh, right away on the dark chocolate. The other day I tried Matt's cigar. <laughs> COVID. I thought my cigar tasted funny. Da -da 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 -da. Uh. 
Um, the thing that I love about dark chocolate is the acidity, the that bitiness of. Yeah, with the um, with the cigar and this dark chocolate, crazy dark chocolate. Now that was a good pair right there. I'm not going to lie. I think, I think just in general, I don't care for this sparkling wine. Oh, really? I mean, I'm going to try it again, but can I smell it? Yeah. It's, you know how sometimes when you get very bright, when you get a, a wine or a sparkling wine that's supposed to be dry, but it's actually, it's past the point of dry where it's actually sour and bitter. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm getting from this sparkling wine is it's more sour and bitter than it is dry. There's no. Yeah, it's strange. And the finish uh, with milk chocolate, it was a very quick uh, coating with this dark chocolate. I feel like it stays in my mouth a little longer. Does it stay in your mouth a little longer? It does. I like it when it stays in my mouth longer. (laughs) And I'm able to hit the cigar a couple times with that one bite of chocolate. And it's still... mm, mm -hmm. Me gusta. Italian salami... Elijah Craig and an Aladino Corojo Reserva Robusto. That sounds delightful. I have never, I don't think I've ever had any kind of cured dried meats with cigars before. I probably have. So the fats of the salami really bring out some beautiful flavors. Hmm. I like that. I do too. Uh, You know what I don't like? This, This sparkling wine. No bueno. Looks like uh, we're done with the sparkling wine. Yeah. 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 Um, talk. Yeah. Oh, you're going to go gonna grab, grab a different beverage because going to grab different beverages. No good. Well, I'm going to try a different here chocolate. There's the chocolates. Knock yourself out. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the one that I, I think I'm going to have the most fun with and what I think people want to see. <laughs> we're going firecracker. Um, I have never, so when I, (laughs) when I first saw this today, it reminded me of a video that I saw recently of this, this guy who ate a whole packet of pop rocks and then drank a Coca-Cola. If you just search YouTube or TikTok or whatever for that, you will laugh uncontrollably. The aftermath is hilarious. So we're going to, we're going to try just one of these. Little ASMR there. Can you hear that popping? Can you hear the popping? Oh, yeah. Mm. And then the 
and then the chili comes in at the end. That is a on its own. That is fantastic. And with the cigar. really similar experience with just the plain chocolate. However, this Maximus, I wouldn't call it a spicy cigar by any means, but it did does have just this natural little, almost a white pepper-ish thing on the finish that's completely masked by the chili that's in this chocolate. So that's completely gone, washed out by the chocolate. But it's a really similar flavor pairing with the the dark chocolate uh the sea salt um it was there right on the on the front end of tasting the chocolate but quickly went away so there's no lasting salt to get any kind of uh mix in there um matt you gotta try this the ch chocolate on its own is fantastic the uh poppy stuff yeah the poppy and I did an ASMR little crackly in the, in the <laughs> mic. It's poppy. It's good. All right. So I'm going back to my roots, um, which is my sort of go-to uh, rum. Rum and cigars. Dry sparkling and high acidic cigars. Peruvian, Nica Jalapa. They go together well. Mm. Yeah, and again, a long finish on that chocolate. On this, the yeah, I'm still getting the chili. It it's a long finish on that chili, which I really like. I love, and it's uh, you know, so it's one of those things that you play with when you pair. If you like the sweetness of your cigar don't pair it with anything that's overly sweet otherwise the sweetness of the cigar is completely lost i enjoy a spiciness in my cigar when when there's spice there to be had and while this chocolate is fantastic i lose the spiciness in this cigar let me just going to try a very tiny little little bit of the firecracker oh weird <laughs> That's weird. Let's hear it. And then That's wait gross. for it. The chili comes in on the end. I'm also going to uh, change things up a little bit, pairing wise, and uh, just to get some new flavor profiles cooking. Now you know what I we should have done, going. Grant, is uh, so I had a wonderful experience with a uh, Cavalier White Series with a pan-seared sea bass and an Arnie, Arnie Palmer last night when we were having that walleye, we should have done a little something. But I just wanted to put food in my face, and I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, last night was more about just eating yeah. than it was about tasting. 
Um, DoorDash from Muddy Cow mm-hmm. rarely disappoints. Chad, we are going. We will be at the Great Smoke. Are you going? Jazz with medals like Miles Davis trumpet with chocolate. I like that. Mm. Dreamer Wine. Yeah. Tell us more about Dreamer Wine. So I'm going to fire up a uh, uh, Undercrown 10, a uh, Boulder offering with uh, San Andreas wrapper and uh, um, plenty of Lajero. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've had many times and uh, definitely with rum I've had it with chocolate before um, it's uh, it's a cigar that's got a lot of boldness to it but from what I've seen can you know it can it can stand up to uh, pairing it with something like rum or even this super super dark chocolate and I'm just doing water Water's good. Then you get more from the. Uh, then you get more from the cigar and the chocolate. Did Grant says the dreamer goes with anything, even when I sleep. <laughs> I dream, dream of, of the, the dreamer. dreamer. That's awesome. Aw. So Luciano is giving us a link to. Uh, oh yeah, that's the new, the new sizes of the, uh, of the dreamer. Which, if you didn't uh, see our coverage from TPE, go and look for our interview with Luciano. You get to see all the new sizes of the Dreamer. What do you got cooking there? Seeking something out? Yeah. I'm going to... Yeah, see this... We go back to our comfort places sometimes when we, you know, sometimes we'll experiment with different beverage pairings, different, different food pairings. And, you know, they're not always going to be home runs. That's why that's one of the reasons we do the pairing roulette um, uh, that we've done in the past. And, you know, they're definitely not always home runs like that sparkling wine that I just had uh, for, for me. It was not a home run. It's uh, it didn't go well with the chocolate or with the cigar. Uh, and I've had sparkling wines that, yeah, I wish I could rewind. <laughs> um, um, and I've had sparkling wines with cigars before that have been a fantastic pairing. Um, that was not one of them. So I'm going to have to go back and find that uh, sparkling wine from Spain that I bought uh, last summer because that stuff was absolutely fantastic with, with a Connecticut shade. So, oh. Good luck. We're going to see what uh, this La Gloria Cubana Criollo de Oro. Should You should have talked to me about before you pulled that one out of the humidor. It's all right. I'm just, you know, we're I'm playing having with some flavors. More, having some more of the dark Godiva with uh, plantation rum. That's very nice. Um, 
So, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Shit. Um, I will say, I'll say this and only this. And I'm not, I say this only out of true honesty. It has nothing. There's no bias here. There's no animosity whatsoever. Literally none whatsoever. The the review, my review of that cigar will be published very soon. To howaboutthatcigar.com. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. <laughs> Let me get into this here. Let me re- <laughs> Probably not going to retro. Okay, so now I've got my palette working with this 72% Godiva chocolate with uh, the rum and this dark San Andreas wrapped uh, Undercrown 10. And this is, you know, it. it is it my favorite pairing ever? No, but it's it's really approaching um, kind of my, what I consider to be my sweet spot. Um, and it doesn't necessarily always have to be rum. And it doesn't necessarily always have to be um, uh, a San Andreas Maduro cigar. But I do tend to gravitate more towards darker richer cigars with a with a wrapper that has spent more time in the pillow and fermenting that's darker that's got kind of this uh, uh, even if it's a rustic you know appearance to it you know mottled color doesn't mean that it's a bad wrapper so uh, i've heard from many people uh, pete johnson included luciano even that uh, a lot of times um the when you look at the cigars lined up in that that top row of the box you know and it'll be let, let's say they're all broadleaf connecticut u.s connecticut broadleaf wrappers and one or two of them the the appearance of the wrapper is maybe a little bit more modeled maybe not so perfectly smooth and even that those are actually the 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 better ones for some for whatever reason they they just have um more i don't know a better flavor profile um, I don't know if that's true, but what do um, you pair with hay bales and grass? Uh, what do you pair with hay bales and grass? Um, Keystone lights. Mm-hmm. Bush. Yeah, bush. Um, bush lights. Rolling rock. Rolling rock. Um, and uh, um, methadone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm a bad person. We're going to do that. Um, yeah, we'll just try try some new stuff. Um, so, yeah, like I said, this um, this is kind of where I start to get in, in my comfort zone with, with uh, distilled spirit. And like I said a minute ago, so it, it doesn't have to be a San Andreas Maduro like this Undercrown 10. Um, it could be a Connecticut Broadleaf. It could be... Uh, it could be Sumatra. It could be Cameroon. Um, something that has just a little bit more, um, uh, more to it. And then paired with a distilled spirit, whether it's rum, uh, bourbon, uh, scotch, those tend to, 
those tend to be more in my sweet spot. Um, I have had some good luck in the past pairing with wines, uh, pairing with sparkling beverages, but for some reason, the distilled spirits bring out a lot of different cool flavors and stuff for me. I'm going to, can I grab another pop? Nope. Yep. Oh, the firecracker. Yeah. That was good. And I had such a small piece. I don't think I really got any of the Chipotle. Oh, really? In there. Uh, but I don't want to. I need to cleanse my palate. With a with a spicy sort of San Andreas. Um, mm, yeah, really? I, I agree, Luciano. Scotch and San why? Andreas. Um, I don't know why. Luciano, please tell us if you. Um, uh, and I'm not. A, I'm also not a big fan of uh, of peaty scotches. I like cleaner, brighter Highland scotches more. Um, stuff like Lagavulin tends to just I. It's so just about any cigar, unless the cigar is an absolute true powerhouse, you know, like may, maybe if you're talking about like a, um, like a, maybe a crown heads, you know, court reserve series E, maybe a Cro-Magnon, maybe a um, Neanderthal, something that is truly a heavy duty cigar. If, that some would classify as a heavy duty cigar, uh, but yeah, Lagavulin and and those kind of peaty scotches, um, even even without pairing it, I'm they're just not really in my in my wheelhouse. Um, I I much prefer brighter um, scotches, especially like the Balvenies that are that are finished in rum casks, are some of my favorites. The Caribbean Balvini Caribbean Cask Fourteen. Um, I love it. So correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't most spirits going to be just sweet in nature? And what does that do to any sweetness that a cigar has? No, they're not all no? sweet in nature. No. no. Um, so scotches, for example, um, the PD scotches. Um, so, okay. I want to see yeah. Lucia, uh, Conflict of San Andreas has too much magnesium. Scotch has low pH. This is a science class I, we're getting from Luciano. I love, love it. it. Uh, scotch has low pH, high acidity. The reaction is very conflictive with our saliva. And that makes a lot of sense. Um, we perceive magnesium as sweet. Interesting. And, and that's why, like San Andreas Maduros, you do get, and, and a lot of Maduros in general, you get, maybe not all, but, but Maduros, I tend to get natural sweetness from maduro cigars um and um so pd scotches like lagavulin and uh oban i think tends more toward that sort of pd end of things um they there is very little sweetness it's okay it's more um like think Think of some of the cigars you've had in the past that were really earth forward, mm-hmm. dirty, earthy, and not much else. That's kind of like a PD scotch. Okay. And then when you're talking about American whiskeys like bourbon versus rye, bourbons, if it's if it's a good quality one, you're going to tend to have a lot of natural sweetness. Where rye, you're going to tend to have more natural characteristics that taste like spice 
the almost uh almost peppery or bitey on the tongue yeah and so um and rums really mo most rums tend to have sweetness either at the beginning or on the finish there are some that are sweet all the way through typically if they're if they're very molasses heavy when they're being made um lefroig that's now correct me if i'm wrong luciana lefroig is is a pd uh style of scotch i i honestly don't recall i'm not huge on scotches um and then for wines um red wines like uh cabernet is dry um def there's definitely some you can get some sweetness at cabernets but they they tend to be drier and and have tannic um sort of okay so it's an islay single malt which i believe usually equates to more earthy grassy peaty kind of kind of notes um for islays i believe um but yeah, uh, my wife and I have really gotten into red blends uh, for wines because um, she likes sweet wines and I like dry wines. And we can, we found some great blends that we can get something, you know, she, we'll find a blend that's got, um, you know, a sweet beginning, but then a little bit of a dry finish or vice versa. So that way she and I can share a bottle of wine that we both enjoy. Sure. So. And this, like this rum, this plantation rum, it's definitely of, you can tell they definitely use a lot of molasses in the making of this rum because it's got sweetness on the beginning, middle, and end. Um, there are other rums like um, Florida Cana from Nicaragua actually has almost a drier or a more kind of spicy beginning and then a sweet finish where something like this is sweet throughout. Um, and then Dominican rums, like, um, trying to think, um, uh, uh, Kirk and Sweeney, I believe is a Dominican rum, which is more sweet on the front and dry at the beginning. Um, almost spicy has a little bit of a rye characteristic to it. So <clears throat> this uh, underground 10 is obviously the San Andreas bringing a spice game yeah. into the mix. I'm going to see if it stacks up to this situation. Oh, the spicy because chocolate. Yeah. The spice that I had in the Maximus it's again, it's a very light spice, but I want to see if. Yeah. And I agree with Luciano on the Florida Kanye 12. And I can't say on the 25, I haven't had the 25, but I've had, I've had all of them up to 18 through, through 18. And I actually, even at the better price points, the lower cost, I prefer the 12 over the 18 in the Florida Kanye. I think the 18 has too much barrel on it too, too it's too woody. I think so. I prefer the 12. I thought um, you liked the wood. Well, yeah, but you know, it's my everything in moderation, everything. in moderation. Okay. <laughs> so how's the spicy? All right. Let's see here. Dang it. 
Is it good or is it lost? Lost. Is it Chipotle is because Chipotle is first of all, they're smoked. And then if they're, even if they're dehydrated, which they would be in a putting right. in a chocolate bar, if even if they're dehydrated after they're smoked, most likely at some point they came in contact with adobo sauce, mm-hmm. which also has more of that earthiness. Yeah. And then you get the smokiness with the dark chocolate and the yeah, that would probably just be kind of overload. It is. Um, I get none of the spice from that San Andreas. But which the, the 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 Godiva, the Godiva seventy two percent. I'm about to. Give I that. think is a great. Uh, this is a great. <laughs> This is a great three-way with the with the chocolate, the rum, and the cigar. It's a it's a good it's a good trifecta. That's a better word, better than three-way anyway. Skips breakfast juice, Florida. <laughs> wow, Florida Kanye. still nope. lost. I love I love watching um, Skip take a. $500 bottle of rum and mix it with Coke because so many people get pissed off about it. So many people, so many people on, on Facebook, like take it personally, like it's their bottle of five, $500 rum that he's mixing with Coke. It's not your bottle of rum. It's skips bottle of rum. He can do whatever the hell he wants with it. Um, if he wants to, if he wants to buy the rum and mix it with Coke, that's up to him completely. And I, I say, I say bravo. I see people online just just strictly to piss other other people off. They'll take a thousand dollar body of Pappy Van, bottle of Pappy Van Winkle bourbon and mix it with Coke just to piss people off. If they buy the bottle, they can do whatever they want with it. It's not 100%. what I would do with it, but it's their bottle. Yeah. So <laughs> three days on three ways on V Day. I have to think about getting shirts made. No, I'm joking. Luciano, we need to cook together. <laughs> we do have to cook together. That would be so much fun to have like a cooking show with Luciano. All right, we're going to do that. We're going to figure Luciano. out. Luciano, let's get our calendars the great together. Smoke. We're going to have cooking and cooking and and drinking and smoking, smoking cigars with Luciano. Oh, my gosh. I find Mitchell says I find anything spicy tends to ruin cigars. Uh, I tried spicy salami with mabacho tierra volcano or tierra volcan. Had to clean the palate with whiskey. That I don't doubt. Um, I've had the same, but, and everybody's got different spice tolerances. So Garrett can take extremely high levels of spice, um, and I can't. I can. I, I mean, once I get up to about habanero, that's I'm done. That's 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 the point that I I'm not comfortable going beyond um, because when I go beyond habanero, I can't taste a damn thing. I mean, nothing. It completely kills my palate. But so um, if it's a if it's a mild cigar with anything, even slightly spicy, then it tends to. Yeah, I agree. It tends to kill the flavor of the cigar and usually kill the flavor of. Uh, any kind of milder pairing, uh, even even a non-alcoholic pairing like like coffee or tea, um, spice can take that all away. Or acidity, something that's really yeah. acidic. I had this. Um, hmm. What coffee was that? It was super acidic. 
It was like really acidic. Was that and, on the show that we did? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. It was at a coffee shop and this guy was making all these different coffees and it just completely drowned anything out. That reminds me. Years ago, um, uh, one of my wife's very close friends, they were the two of them were just having a conversation one day. It was in the middle of winter in Minnesota and uh, her name happens to also be Amy and her and her husband had been at a coffee shop and each gotten their own different roast uh, in, in their cup. And they had some left behind and those cups stayed in the, in the cup holders in their vehicle and got cold overnight in the middle of winter in Minnesota. The next day, one of those cups was of coffee was frozen solid and the other was not. And she said to, to my wife, she says, why that doesn't make any sense to me. And I told her, I said, it's because of the, the, the acidity level, one of them was a high enough or low enough pH where whatever the temperature happened to be, it was just at the point where the the pH level of that was enough where it would freeze and the other one. And, and I, I realize we're talking about minute little factors here, but Interesting. that's the only thing I can think of is had to have something to do with the pH science. Um, and so, yeah, one of the cups of coffee froze and the other one didn't. Now, here's my question to you. So the spicy chocolate yeah completely drowns out the spice okay now with the godiva i find that it mutes the spice but you still get some of it yeah you get some of it from the cigar yeah but it kind of uh but it uh, because this the chocolate has Coats. a little sweetness it kind of enhances the sweetness mm-hmm. of the maduro um and i'm gonna actually right now this was a this was a gift from my bonus daughter Zoe, and this is a very rare version of the lint truffles, and it's snickerdoodle, um, and it's crazy over the top sweet, but it's absolutely fantastic, and it's got cinnamon and like oh. white chocolate in it. So I, that's are not we gonna focus. lady in the trumpet? Oh no, uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> All mine. Oh, yeah. It's super crazy sweet. Over the top sweet. But that'll go well with a, uh, this Maduro. It's got a little sweetness and plenty of spiciness, too. All right. Now, generally, I hate white chocolate because, number one, it's not a chocolate. It's an almond bark. But for science and for you guys. Oh, really, Mitchell? Right I love white chocolate. Do you really? I agree. It's not chocolate, but it's a very good confection. They should call it what it is. Almond bark. But it's not almond bark. It is almond bark. But that's not all it's Ingredients. Used for. Sugar, cocoa, buttermilk, skim milk, soy. Oh, what? This doesn't even have any almond in it? No. Did you not know that all white chocolate doesn't have automatically almonds in it? No, I didn't. It doesn't. <sighs> Sugar. Almond bark is made with okay. white chocolate and almonds. The more you know. Da, 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 da. Hmm. Learn something new every day on how about that cigar. flavor. I thought it was all almonds. Nope. Does that really have artificial flavor in it? It says artificial flavoring flavor. I'm very disappointed. Come on, Lint. 
Yeah. Oh, I got to. So I had the chocolate. Now I got a puff of the cigar. Very sweet. Yeah, that snickerdoodle truffle. I mean, I know it's crazy, and I retrohaled on that cigar just now, but it really pushes forward that cinnamon note from the uh, from the truffle, and now the rum. So this white chocolate completely coated my mouth and got very, very little out of the cigar. Okay. So yeah, it's a coating thing. Yeah, it's a coating thing. Yeah, because there's there's more sugar and more of the milk fat in the in the white chocolate and the milk chocolate too. Um all right, so this San Andreas Maduro cigar, which happens to be today an undercrown ten. And the snickerdoodle variety of lint truffle and plantation rum, that is a winner in my book. Because mm. you obviously you get the cinnamon from the candy because it's in there. And then the, the puff of the cigar and the retrohale just sort of pushes all that cinnamon forward. And then the, the, the drink of the rum kind of washes it back over the whole palate and... I'm like in cinnamon, cinnamonville heights right now. Okay. I just had an incredible flavor bomb. So after that coating goes away a little bit, okay. and there's still some of that white chocolate flavor, and then you hit the cigar. I may have to rethink my white chocolate situation. I was being a snob. Won't be the last time. So what did it what did you get when it when the when that sort of coating heaviness of the white chocolate went away but there was a little bit of that vanilla residualness? It really the sweetness almost went up and this sounds stupid to say but the smokiness Ooh. of that white chocolate did this thing that was unbelievable i i can't put it to words but it was very good smell truffle i what is this smell truffles sip uh weiss weiss yeah. oh uh i'm guessing um that was autocorrect i'm guessing uh uh german like a, uh, yeah Honey white, honey vice, or wheat, wheat beer. Eat a sharp cheese and smoke 100% Pelo de, de Oro fillers, which that's interesting because, hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Pelo de Oro is known for dryness on the palate and salinity, where it's taste dry, but then what that does is it causes your salivary glands to activate so that's and then also the sharpness of the cheese would do the same thing so that would be like that would be like uh it would really just kick your your salivary glands into overdrive 
that let's make that happen i have to try so smell truffles yeah because truffles are truffles have that funky earthy mm -hmm. aroma to them um musty you know sort of like forest floor well that's where they come from forest floor kind of yeah makes you salivate there we go the traveler have you, have you seen that mushroom documentary yet no it's fantastic i need to see that um i'm trying to decide if i want to go back to white chocolate yes i do because that was fantastic so if you guys ever find yourself in uh one of the areas of Dominican Republic that's kind of known as sort of the vacation uh, resort area is uh, Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. Uh, it's basically this section is just lined with resort after resort after resort. And uh, they also nearby uh, have a place called uh, Mundo Autentico, which is uh, sort of a shopping center it's a it's a variety of shopping experiences in one place and most of the resorts in punta cana will uh from those resorts uh uh mundo authentico will give you free transportation to and from and not only can you buy a lot of you know souvenirs and things like that there they also have a, a massive walk-in humidor from whence you can buy cigars from basically every cigar producing country in the world, including Cuba, uh, if you're into that kind of thing. And they also have a small cigar factory there that is uh, called the Don Lucas Cigar Factory. Oh, so we're getting, we're passing around the, the white chocolate. Um, and that small cigar factory, you can also, not only can you see uh, cigars being made, you can also, um, they have sort of a little, little area where, where they'll take you through um, how they make, uh, how they grow and harvest and brew uh, or and dry and, and all that with Dominican coffee and also with Dominican chocolate. And that was a great experience where you can smoke uh, Dominican cigars, which are known um, to a lot of people um, as milder cigars, but they do definitely have a wide variety of different uh tobacco experiences uh but it's cool you can try out um uh different coffees different chocolates and uh the cigars and they also have a fantastic rum tasting bar there at at this place so if you're ever in punta cana dominican republic you guys have to check that place out justin enhanced the leather notes of this cigar <laughs> yes. oh nice so Justin says the white chocolate. I'm going to try the white chocolate with the rum and the uh, and the cigar. So chocolate first, mm -hmm. and then cigar, mm -hmm. and then beverage. Okay, all right. And for all of our listeners who are listening to this on the audio podcast as you work out, I just want to apologize. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Especially Most all of those that are on keto. <laughs> for those of you working out while you're listening to this hats off and kudos to you yep um i'd love to know uh where you find your motivation um and 
yeah, the chocolate is so it's overwhelmingly sweet. It is very sweet and it coats. So I would almost say, wait a second. I mean, you can have a, you know, pull now and you're going to get almost nothing. But as soon as you start to feel that slick yeah, go it's, away, it's like melted vanilla ice cream. Correct. As soon as you start to feel that slick go away, <clears throat> that's when the smoke can penetrate, get into that palate. And the retro. Yeah, and I can't retro this cigar. It'll murder me. Yeah, you're right. On the palate right now, the cigar, there's nothing. Now, the retro yeah. hail, I did still get, you know, a little, little bit of spiciness and a little bit of sweetness on the retro hail. But yeah, the palate is completely, um, completely covered. Uh, I still taste nothing but melted right. vanilla ice cream. Even the rum, I got nothing. It's it's ice cream. That's all it's I a, taste. It's a coater. As soon as that slickness starts to go away, which should be pretty pretty quick here. They have a truffle beer in France made by Gautier. Ooh. Oh, Palner. They oh, make yeah, a yeah, great yeah. non-alcoholic. Yeah, they, they do. That is actually that is actually available here. So I'm gonna go pick up some of that. That 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 beer is available here. Yes. Um at Total Wine. So I'm gonna go pick some of that up. Um and I've had it before. It's been a few years. I and I've uh that was one of so being a recovering alcoholic twenty six, nearly twenty seven years trying to find a good non-alcoholic beer was always a struggle. The first one was caliber by uh, Guinness actually makes it. It was a very good non-alcoholic beer. And then Palmer came out and they actually have um, they have their regular and then they have a citrus non-alcoholic as well. And both are very good. So this Oh, you just made... Okay, so this is a live shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So what? zoom in on that uh, pasta. Oh, my gosh. Is that eggs? Luciano, what is this? I'm going to say... Oh. Yeah, Erdinger does make a good non-alcoholic as well. That looks fantastic. That looks absolutely incredible. So yes, mm. the now that the, the that thick, heavy coating of the white chocolate has dissipated, then it's sort of like the cigar is turned up a notch. The, it the flavors are basically the same but it's it's just turned up a notch to 11 yeah um yeah and the sweetness is off the charts on the cigar um yeah that's cool 
Luciano sending you unsolicited wet noodle picks. Yes. Yeah. That's what he does. And I love it. I keep going it. back to the the Godiva. Oh, look at super dark Godiva chocolate. Oh, truffle oil. Yep, truffle oil. Mm. Truffle oil is such a delicate ingredient because I've I've had I've yes. had it where chefs overuse it. Yep. But when it's used in just the right amount, oh my gosh, fantastic. I even did that once where I went way overboard with the truffle oil and it just tasted like feet. <laughs> Tastes like feet. <laughs> Tastes <laughs> like feet. Have you seen that? <laughs> the friends. friends. <laughs> The uh, the trifle that was uh, it's got uh, uh, English custard and vanilla custard or what yeah vanilla custard and yeah. whipped cream and beef sautéed with peas and onions and a layer of lady fingers and jam <laughs> tastes like feet. <laughs> oh. Two drops of a highly concentrated truffle oil in the wheat beer. Oh. Okay, so my I have a shopping list. Thank you, Luciano. I have a shopping list to pick up. Well, I have some truffle oil. Uh, to, so I got to pick up some uh, Polaner wheat beer. Yep. And um, maybe I'll make some fresh pasta. I haven't made pasta in a long time. I'm so lazy just buying pasta, but making pasta can be fun. It can be fun, but I... So... Uh, do you remember Ciotti's? Oh, God. Yeah, that was, for those of you who don't know, Ciotti's was sort of a, I don't know, if, did they have it in, in other cities or was that just Twin Cities? I think it was a, just local to the Twin Cities. Yeah, so it was, so it was a, it was a chain of Italian restaurants in the Twin Cities area, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and they had maybe at their height, they had 14 locations, something yeah. like that. So picture, um, it uh, it's it was like a, a dark olive garden with with food that was 27% better than olive garden correct it was still would, it was still like incredibly mediocre food yeah but not as shitty as olive garden so i was uh, that was my first waiter job was oh, at yeah. ciotti's and the head chef for the ciotti's came in to do a um you know when you're the the chef will make everything on the menu and have this night where everybody comes out and tastes all the food right and <clears throat> uh two of the dishes that they made were fresh pasta and everything else was made with dry pasta and he said inherently the fresh pasta people just think that's better it'll be a big seller in reality, the dry pasta will almost always outperform in flavor and performance than fresh pasta will. So after hearing that and seeing some stuff on cooking shows, I just know that uh, fresh pasta may be fun to make. But dry pasta is really where yeah. the flavors and everything. Plus making pasta is a lot of work. It is a lot of work, <laughs> but. But it's fun to do with your kids. And if I you like want to an get activity, that al dente, you know? Yeah. That's hard to get with fresh pasta. It is. Yeah. Um, and Ciotti's had 
I don't know if well you you um, since you waited tables there, you probably uh, although it wasn't an on menu drink, but it's a drink that every bartender at every Ciotti's knew how to make. It was called the Italian Butterfly. Yes. So this was equal parts uh, Bailey's uh, and Frangelico and um, uh, Amaretto. And it was the sweetest. It was basically dessert in a glass. Um, and way, way, way too sweet. Um, but um, that was that was sort of the dessert drink that they never put on the menu, but everybody orders when they were at Ciotti's. Just poured some wild turkey single barrel. Ooh, very nice. Wild, so, tur- wild turkey gets shit on. I was just going to ask this because it seems like wild turkey. So for me uh, growing up now, is there a, a cheap version of wild turkey? Because that's what my parents drank was wild turkey. And when I see people say, you know, wild turkey, I, I was like, is that really a respectable whiskey? Uh, straight, straight up, <laughs> pardon me, straight up wild turkey, the garden variety, 80 proof wild turkey is hot garbage okay but the distillery makes some very good whiskeys um wild turkey 101 is highly underrated for a budget bourbon uh wild turkey single barrel is very good uh russell's reserve which is from the same family of distillers very good so yeah but yeah standard standard garden variety wild turkey is hot garbage sure yeah and that's the stuff that so I used to play darts in a bar league, and when you got a when you got a hat trick, uh, three bullseyes in a row, you had to do a shot of wild turkey. Did that? And, did you ever have to do that? Yes, and and wow, it's something, you're a big deal. It's something that basically you're like, I don't want to shoot. It's 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 a double edged sword because you want to score that that triple bullseye, but you don't want to have to do a shot of wild turkey after you do. So you're, right. you're you're getting ready to throw that third dart, and you're like, "Do I really? How bad do I really want this?" <laughs> you know, um, and I it's I used to be cricket, yeah, cutthroat <clears throat> cricket, which is basically in reverse, where once you sure. once you make your bids, then you just start giving points to the other, to the other yep. team. That was our game of choice. Um, yeah, I used to I used to have my own. Um, my own darts and yeah, I was way too into it. Tone eighty. I'm guessing you mean Tonya. Maybe he's had too I, much Tonya. Maybe you've had too much. No, Tonya. If you're talking about Tonya, like as in Nicaraguan Budweiser, that's what I call. I call it Nicaraguan Budweiser. The king of beers in Nicaragua. Yeah, it's it's uh that's like the staple. Oh, three. Three bullseyes. I don't I don't understand. Ton eighty. I I don't know if I've ever seen that term. If it's um we, we just called it a hat trick because we were in we were in hockey country when we played darts, so well is it I think so. Are you sure? I th- I'm very sure. Oh good lord, it's nine forty four. Right. I just dropped something. I don't know what it was. The cork probably wasn't important. It is now time for this week's Numero de los Muertos. 
And as always on How About That Cigar Live, Numero de los Muertos is brought to us by our friends at Smoke In. Numero de los Muertos, episode 146. Garrett, what do you have for us this week? This is a fun one. Since 1912, eight individuals, people, and three animals have died doing this. All right. As always, viewers throughout the years, not all at the same time. If you guys have guesses, please leave them in the comments. Since 1912, eight humans Mm -hmm. and two animals, three animals animals have died doing this Mm -hmm. worldwide, worldwide, worldwide archery. No, I would love to see an animal do archery. It's like uh, it's like the in the, the Robin Hood Disney cartoon. It was wasn't Robin Hood a fox? I yeah. think he was a yeah, fox yeah. in that movie. Cupid guess that was very good. Yeah, uh, uh, eating a beach ball. Eating, mm, mm. Gonna go with no. That's a great guess. Swim except to an island. Ooh, trapeze. Interesting. No. So okay, nineteen twelve. Since nineteen twelve. Yep, and the last one. Uh, was 2010. Ooh, recent. Um, would this be considered a workplace accident? For these people, yes. Okay. And animals. Uh, ooh, going over Niagara Falls. No, that's a very good guess. It is because, yeah, it's probably not 2010 was a human, not that many. 2010 was, um, is it related to sports? It is related to sports, it is not going to space. Is it related to a sport that takes place in the Olympics? It is the Olympics. It is the Olympics. It is the Olympics. Woo! Summer and winter Olympics. Wow, that's eight competitors. Eight competitors died. Three animals. What what animals? Oh, horses. Yes. In the uh so don't tell no me. Steeplechase. There's there no way that this was women's pole vaulting. Or the 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 equest- equestrian. Yes. Equestrian. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yep. since 1912, eight competitors have died during an Olympic event. Mm-hmm. Wow. Were any of them, do you happen to have a breakdown of what they... So the the most common three of the deaths, do you want to take a stab at? Was it fencing? <laughs> no, that's Well, funny. you said take a stab. I just thought, 
maybe before they wore protective gear, it was fencing. <laughs> They're like, you actually play to the death. No. So you guys, uh, try and guess the most dangerous. Uh, Water polo. No. Uh, boxing. Uh, no, that was one death. Uh, weightlifting. No. Wrestling. Not javelin. Grant. Luge. Boom. Oh, yeah. They get going pretty friggin' fast. with Yeah. Three deaths. Very little protected. And they used to ride without helmets. Correct. Yeah. Yep. The luge. The individual. Skiing. I know there was one in skiing. Two. Once. Oh, two. Okay. There's been two. So I think we covered them. Uh, boxing. Three. Luge. Two. Downhill skiing. Uh, a glider. Glider. Yeah, there was one that was gliding. They do gliding in I the Olympics? They did at one point. So oh. how did the animals die? The equestrian. Yeah, the so horse equestrian ju jumping. Now, I will say that one of the horses didn't die. Um, they, they had to be put down because it was a... Oh, because of the injuries. Broken leg. Yeah. But the other two did die from either a heart attack or stroke or something, but... Yeah, so the Olympics. That's crazy. And and the event uh, in the Winter Olympics, the biathlon, where they cross-country ski and then stop and shoot targets. No, no, no. Did not end up on the list. No deaths. No deaths. No deaths. They're shooting dangerous firearms and no deaths. Correct. So the safest um, event in the Olympics uses firearms. I'm joking. It's not the safest event in the Olympics. The safest event in the Olympics has got to be curling. Gliding. So 1936, 19, old event. Gliding. Interesting. So in planes? Downhill skiing, luge, speed skiing, luge. Fencing did get one. Oh, fencing did? Okay. Crazy. Well, I got to say, out of all the people who have, if you add up all the different people who've competed in the Olympics over the decades, um, only eight human deaths and three animal deaths. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Pretty good odds. Pretty good. Yeah. So that was this week's Numero de los Muertos. All right. So let's jump into, let's do a lightning round just for fun, which I don't think we've done all these questions, but we'll mix it up a little bit here. Um, and we have a fantastic new sponsor for the lightning round and that is our friends at jc newman cigars jc newman cigar company is america's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker creators of the popular brick house perla del mar diamond crown and the american jc newman cigar company operates out of their 112 year old el relo factory in historic cigar city of tampa florida for more information on their cigars or their visitor experience please visit jcnewman.com. And as you can see on the screen right now, if you guys go to howaboutthatcigar.com and you click on this advertisement bar on the right-hand side of your screen, click on that red button to be entered to win a beautiful whiskey set from Diamond Crown with two beautiful crystal uh, whiskey glasses and some lovely whiskey stones to keep your beverage cool without watering it down so go to howaboutthatcigar.com right now to enter that contest to win that lovely prize 
Uh, so for a little bit of a lightning round, uh, Garrett, I haven't asked you this yet. Hmm. If you were suddenly a billionaire, what would be the first thing you would spend your money on? After I save the trees and yeah, after you save the trees and the spotted owl and um the uh, leopard whale, the the ring-tailed spotted ferret bat. Mm-hmm. This is too much dead air for a podcast. I know. Um, I'm going to probably, I mean, let's say we're talking the first unnecessary thing. Like you win the money, you hire a tax attorney, you take care of all the dollars and cents and all the, all the math and you pay off every bill you've ever had and, and all that stuff. What's that first like splurge fun purchase you're going to make? I want to say it's between two things. It's buying a cigar factory or buying all of my friends a Bitcoin. Ooh, buying all your friends a Bitcoin. That's cool. I'll take one. Um, a cigar factory, that's <laughs> that's the last thing I would do. <laughs> Man, because then it would be my, like. Be your playground? It would be my playground. Yeah. Um, I'd hire, I like I like Skip's. Skip would buy a helicopter. Hectolopter. A heck, heck, hectolopter. Yep. He- helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> One of my kids. Oh, a hectolopter. Hectolopter. I love that. Um, I would, I would buy a helicopter, just so I could hunt hogs out of it. D- okay, so. <laughs> let's talk about um i mean we've got kobe bryant we've got oh yeah people die in helicopters abe's talked about this yeah it's like the least safe form i'm on team abe with the helicopter thing i've never been in a helicopter i haven't either skip how many helicopter jumps did you do um justin what would you buy justin doesn't know He's, he's got to think about it. Um, how about you? Um, it it would be. Um, private island. My Ooh, first private island. I like it. No, it would be. I would want it to be something I could, I could enjoy right away. So it would probably be some outrageous car. Um, and it would be something I would want to have accessible right away. Um, I mean, I think of the first car that I was absolutely obsessed with as a kid that I wanted so desperately bad, um, which is a 1965 Corvette Stingray. And it's funny because 65s aren't necessarily one of the more sought after years, 63, but, but 65 for whatever reason is the, the 65 Stingray just, is that's the car that I love to look at. Um, probably when I got in and drove it, I probably wouldn't love it so much. Um, but then, yeah, something something newer like a Bugatti or something like that. 
Yeah. Just, and I'd probably get in it and drive it three times and then sell it. Yeah. Ferrari four, five, eight. Yes. Yes. Um, um, uh, other things on the item are like, uh, John Bonham's last drum kit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and a plane, not a plane that I would fly like a jet, like buy my own, buy my own jet and hire a crew. So my family and I could just at the drop of a hat, go wherever we felt like going. Basically that would be, would be pretty sweet to have that kind of freedom. Um, if you could have an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life, never have to buy it again ever what would it be go ahead justin money okay well let's say <laughs> let's say it can't be money let's say it can't it has to be that's like asking for more wishes yeah it's like ask for more so so let's say let's say money is no object and you already have all the cigars you need um, I, know, I know what mine is and nobody has ever said it on the show when we've asked them this question and i can't believe nobody's ever answered this all right what gasoline that is gasoline solid but if you never ever had to pay for gasoline again okay. imagine how freeing that would be to never i want to look at this clip in 20 years and see how interesting that statement <laughs> is in 20 years when yeah. gasoline is 37 dollars a gallon or unneeded for a vehicle I don't think we're 37 years away from that. I mean, not, yeah, we, we'll have that debate later, but. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, for me, all right, I'm going to go with, I mean, can it, no, I don't know, man. Um, I'm going to go with ammo. Oh, that is a fantastic answer because it is in very short supply and very high cost mm. free electricity for life. That's now a great that answer. That's a fantastic answer is solid. Yep. I dig it. So you didn't answer the first, Justin didn't answer the first question. Did you figure yeah, out? He, did. he what, said private Island, Oh, private Island. Yeah. What about, what would you, what would you want an unlimited supply of forever? Food, food. <laughs> I like that. Mm -hmm. Private chef. Oh yeah, who, who who always has every ingredient you could ever want, mm -hmm. never run out of. Jeez, eggs Benny. Uh, you're gonna go with eggs Benny for the rest of your life? No, 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 not. I'm just saying. Oh, say to your private chef. <laughs> oh yeah, that's gonna be the first thing you ask for, is eggs Benny. A good, uh, hollandaise sauce made from scratch. You can make hollandaise in five minutes. No, you can't. Sure, not, you can't. Not quite five minutes. No, well, ten minutes. Fifteen tops. Yeah, but to learn how to get it and not break it. Oh yeah, that yeah. takes. Hey, I think 
think we can. Hollandaise is Hollandaise is like hearts. It's made to be broken. (laughs) 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 Um, All right, that is this week's uh, lightning round. Let's get into notable smokables. Brought to us by our friends at Ace Prime. Notable cigars, notable passion, notable purpose. So, as you guys know, each week we name some cigars we have smoked recently that were notable to us. They could be on the market for years, and we just revisited them for the first time in a while. Or it could be a cigar that's brand new that we've tried for the first time ever. So, Garrett, did you have a notable smokable this week? I did. I smoked a Between the Lines. I don't know how old it was. But it was the best between the lines I've ever had. Um, for those who know me, I the Hemingway series in general is one of my favorites. It's a great series. It was my first cigar, so there's a nostalgic part of me. Um, <clears throat> and I always thought that the between the lines was more just a, a, a gimmick. You can say gimmick, gimmicky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's a it's a design feature. It's a yeah. You and, know, and I appreciate it, whether it's functional or not functional for the flavor. Totally, they're pretty. Totally, and they're cool to look at. And yep. it's something. It's it's a step above. It's yep. it's something that's that's just sort of enhances the experience. That it's like, hey, I'm this this cigar has an extra bit of artistry added to it. Mm-hmm. I love that. No idea how old it was, but it was fantastic. Nice. Uh, my notable this week was. Uh, it was interesting because I thought I was going crazy when I smoked it. So yesterday uh, during the second half of the Super Bowl, I fired up uh, an Epic Maduro Lancero and I had not had the Lancero in the Epic Maduro before. I haven't had it. And I thought I was crazy while I was sitting there smoking this thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, I kept getting this flavor from it that I thought I'm losing my mind. And I I went back in my I went back in my mind thinking, what have I eaten? What have I had to drink? Because I kept thinking something had to have influenced the way the cigar is tasting to me. The flavor I kept getting was mint. And that is a flavor that I rarely ever get when I'm sitting down and actually thinking about what I'm tasting from a cigar. Very rare that I get that. And this super dark Maduro Lancero, I'm getting this flavor of mint throughout the beginning to end of this cigar. And I thought it was crazy until today I get this text from Richard Fox, who is a friend of ours that also is at the um, works part time at uh, Sodi Cigar. And he grabbed one off the shelf. And smoked it and he sent me a text saying what flavor did you get from that um epic maduro lancero because i posted a picture of it i think or something like that and i said why do you ask because i didn't want to give anything away in case Mm -hmm. you know i said why do you ask he said because grant is sitting here with me and grant was with us watching the game and I, Grant knows what I said. And I said it was mint. And he said, okay, good. I want to know I'm not crazy. So now we at least have really? another person who said the same thing where for whatever reason, there was this, and it, it, it wasn't like, you know, the cigar smelled like mint or anything. It's not a, 
it's not an infused cigar. Right. It's just sometimes those those uh you know the the fermentation or the the curing or whatever of certain tobacco leaves can can put certain flavors in your in your brain that just make you stop and wonder if you're a little crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely mint um and and not like, you know, not like toothpaste or like uh you know chewing on a a candy mint just like smelling like freshly crushed up mint leaves you know kind of mm-hmm. sensation mm-hmm. almost cooling on the palate which mm. is very strange but it was i don't know i it can't was, wait to try it. that was good stuff um so to give our viewers and listeners oh what do we have oh thank you very much uh and that was this week's Notable Smokable brought to you by Ace Prime, improving lives through fine cigars. Visit aceprime.com to learn more. So to give you guys an idea of some very cool stuff we have coming up in the next few weeks. Next Monday night on the 21st, we have Gerard from Jake Wyatt Cigars. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And then on the 28th of February, closing out the month, we have Sin Coburn from Dissident Cigars. So. Be sure to stay tuned for all of that. Um, as always, if you guys have any questions for Garrett and myself, make sure to email us directly on the website. How about that cigar.com? Thank you so much for watching the episode tonight. It was kind of cool doing some different pairings, mm-hmm. trying out some chocolates. We've done we we've done a little bit of chocolate here and there, but this was really kind of kind of in-depth. And we appreciate all the comments and questions that were coming along during the way tonight, you know, from Skip and Luciano and all you other guys uh giving us some very good tips. Uh, stuff we want to try in the future Uh, and that's why we do this we want to you know maximize you know the enjoyment so we can find new stuff to enjoy with the cigars that we like so much so uh, be sure to continue following us on all social media at hbt cigar and of course until we see you guys next time burn cigars not bridges see you guys thanks thanks everybody